Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Kaylin. And my name is Ashley. We are both licensed speech language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you're in the right place. Today we are chatting about how to set the tone for a literacy-based rich environment in your therapy room and inexpensive or free ways to build your personal book library. So since this episode is airing in the summer. Summer's a great time to reflect on what you want to do different for next year, things that went right in your therapy room in the past year, you know, things that worked well or did not work well. So you may be returning to your same school with a caseload that you already had. Some of the kids are familiar with your therapy room and your routines. Maybe you're not sure about how they would respond to you shaking things up in your therapy room. And if you haven't had a heavy emphasis on using books in your therapy sessions, you know, you might be wondering, well, how are they going to feel differently if I do all of a sudden start using books more prominently in our sessions? And then some of you may be starting in a new school placement or fresh out of grad school, and you're wanting to just establish and set the tone for a literacy-based environment. Whatever your situation, we wanted to share some tips on how to build your library and how to establish your therapy sessions with a literacy focus. First, let's chat about how to find books for your therapy room. Certainly borrow a book before you decide to purchase it. I only purchase books I know will be used often. You could go browsing at a bookstore or a library, or if you're like me, I don't have time to... (laughs) do any of that. And so I often go to YouTube read alouds and I'll just search for the book title and do a read aloud. And there's usually tons of options to choose. You don't want to drag all three of your toddlers to Barnes and Noble. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And another way that I have found is I have the Libby app, which is the library app. And I listen to audiobooks. but I've also seen that I can Sometimes if I find one of the books that I want to research, I'll find it on my Libby app and it gives me like a Kindle version of the book. So you can also preview it that way. And then you don't need a large personal collection to get started. Get some books that can be used with multiple ages and then add one or two for each holiday. It's very tempting. It is addicting to buy books, but you don't have to have this huge huge library. No, you don't. I mean, I've been doing therapy for 18, 20 years and it's taken me 18 to 20 years, 20 plus years to grow a library. I mean, I have a lot of books, but I certainly didn't when I was, you know, first starting out. So obviously everyone knows they can use Amazon, check out the deal of the day for Amazon at the top of the browser I also like to set up price drop alerts with the Honey Chrome extension. So this is an extension you can get from Chrome. And if there's a book that you have that you are interested in purchasing, but maybe it's kind of at a price that you don't want to pay, you can set up price drop alerts and they will email you if the price of the book drops below whatever percentage you set it up as. So definitely use that because I have gotten several good deals that I would not have known about had I not had those price drop alerts set up with the Honey extension. 
The other great way that I think is so underutilized is Facebook groups that you're already in. If you're in a mom's group or a neighborhood group, some kind of school group, any of your like local Facebook groups, you can ask people, tell them you are looking for books for your classroom, especially back to school season. Parents, moms are so generous during that time. And I think if you say, hey, I'm, you know, trying to build my library for my school room and just ask people to donate books to you, you may get some not great quality books, but you may also get some really great books. And so you're kind of asking, you know, just for anything that they have. Parents love cleaning out toys and books to give away, especially if there's ones, you know, maybe they've gotten at the Scholastic Book Fair that they're just finished reading with their kids, or maybe their kids have aged out of certain books. I think oftentimes as parents, you don't know really what to do with books that your kids have aged out of. I know I'm holding on to a few that my boys have aged out of, but so you don't want to throw them away. You, you don't want to throw them away. And- right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, ask, and if you're going to ask for some specific books, so like, let's say you're, lo- it's Halloween and you're looking for Room on the Broom or Halloween or, or it's Christmas time and you're looking for some very specific titles. I have had the best luck if I'm asking for specific titles that they are like very popular books because, you know, you can't just ask for a random title. And my suggestion too is if it's a neighborhood group or a local mom's group or something on Facebook, be the one that goes to do the work. Say, please put them on your doorstep. I will come by to pick them up for you. Like, don't make them work extra hard at donating books for you. You know, tell them you'll swing by and get them off their doorstep. Goodwill stores or other secondhand stores, kind of like kid to kid. Again, it's going to be hit or miss there, but if it's kind of a, you know, it's on your way home or it's, you know, on your errand route and you want to just run in and dig through the books really quickly. I do this from time to time, even at, you know, TJ Maxx or Home Goods, Marshalls. And, you know, you just never know what you might find. Another store that I love, and it's more in Texas, but there is like one store here in Georgia. It's called Half Price Books. And these are my favorite. I got such a great collection of books here. They also have, you know, online that you can get books from. So if you don't have a half price books near you, certainly look online for titles and, you know, you just have it shipped to you. Another one is Thrift Books. And this is a very similar, you know, they're secondhand books. I always select very good condition because there's different tiers. And on Thrift Books, you need to have $15 in your cart to get the free shipping. But I think that's, you can get three or four great books. You don't need, books don't need to be in brand new condition. So definitely look at thrift books, half price books. Also, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is another really fantastic way to get very good quality picture books. You need to be a parent of a child from birth to age five. So you can't just do this if you're an SLP with no kids of your own. You need to have You need to have your own kids because Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is a, you know, they send out a book to you once a month or they send it to your child actually once a month. And both of my boys, because they were in, we were in Tennessee when my boys were younger. So both of my boys were able to take advantage of 
Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. And the website, if you want to go check your zip code, go to imaginationlibrary.com and we will link this in your show notes. We'll put a link. Imaginationlibrary.com and check availability in your zip code. It's not available for everyone. Unfortunately, because Kaylin, you said in Tallahassee, you can't, or your zip code. There's not a, no, there's not, not an imagination library here. There are, you can start one, but there's not one in Tallahassee. No. Do you have time for that? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great, I mean, you know, great, great books from Dolly Parton's imagination library. So. Another idea, and you might have seen this when you're driving, but there are little free libraries. They look like a little birdhouse um, (laughs) out by somebody's, you know, curb. And so that will have chapter books as well as kids books. So you can also look in those. I think with those, it is like they're free, but you can also put books in there. Right. Um, It's like an exchange. It's like an exchange. So that's another idea. And then, you know, if you work in schools, see if some of your teacher friends can lend you some books. If you're in a school setting and you feel comfortable with specific teachers asking if you can borrow a book, they may have a classroom library you can pull from. And so this is another great way to collaborate with these teachers. Another way, please use your local library. Please. Or your school library. You're paying for your local library. Yeah. I mean, your taxes are paying for your local library. Yeah, your taxes are paying for it. And then just a heads up for the holidays, if you're wanting to get a really specific book like Room on the Broom, make sure you either put it on hold so that you can get it or make sure to check it out weeks in advance because they will probably go pretty quickly. So another thing I just wanted to bring up is with all of this, if you're borrowing books, Ashley and I were talking about this with borrowing books, how do you use those books confidently knowing that you'll return them in the same condition that you borrowed them in? And so Ashley and I I think, you know, for, well, yeah, for me, I feel like if I'm borrowing a book from a third grade teacher or a kindergarten teacher, I'm going to obviously respect that. And if it, if, if it were to be damaged while it was in my care, I'm going to replace that book for the teacher, right? So if a kid, you know, rips a page or I sp- spill something on it, obviously you're going to, so I think, you know, borrow knowing that it's someone else's and you may need to replace it. But I think it's still a great opportunity, especially even to, like you were saying, collaborating with the teachers, but I mean, it's even like if I go on vacation and because I love getting library books for my, my own self to read, but I am nervous if I get a library book to be super careful with it. Cause I know I may, if I spill my coffee on it, I'm going to have to replace or pay a fine. So, you know, definitely borrow books, but don't use a borrowed book with a kid that, that, you know, may have a habit of, you know, touching with their dirty fingers, <laughs> you know, or yeah. And with that, so you know your clients, and right. so you, you can also teach your kids how to respect a book too. Yes. This goes to part of this goes to part of that, and even saying, "Hey, you know, we have to be very careful with our books, and you know, check their fingers, and because if they've just come in from recess and they've got grubby fingers, 
And also know you want them to have positive experiences with these books. So you want them to be able to handle it just to learn how to respect the book. So you know your kiddos, you know your kiddos who are going to immediately throw, immediately rip, drool all over. And so you still maybe use specific books with those kids. Like I was talking about, like maybe a board book because that can easily be wiped down. Not a lift a flat book. Not a lift the flat book. That's very tempting. Get a, (laughs) you know, a touch and feel book for kiddos who really need that. But, but yeah, so you're just, you're just teaching them how to respect it. And so if you are going to borrow, don't be fearful to borrow from the library or from your friends. Just know which kids you need to be a little extra mindful with. And then as you build your library, same thing. Keep that in mind when you are buying paperback and board book kind of. Right. Okay, well, let's shift our, you know, topic a little bit and talk about setting the tone, setting, you know, the tone or expectations in your speech room. I think if we are having a literacy focus, and, you know, you're wanting to use books more prominently in your therapy room, have a lot of books on hand, very visible in your therapy room, as opposed to all of your games prominently or toys prominently, you know, in their face. Maybe even, you know, have books, the covers facing out instead of just the spines so that you're enticing them, have them on display. If you have a whiteboard, you know, change them up and have one or two books kind of sitting out to entice the kids to pick them up. Have some on your table, have some in baskets or buckets, all in plain view for kids to see. And then they will recognize, oh, she's always got books out in her therapy room. Books are what we do in speech therapy. So you want them reaching for those things instead of a toy or a game, you know, put up a little curtain to hide your toys and games and have the books be the focus. Again, it kind of goes to the the tone of your room. A great example of this to foster a love of literacy and a love of picture books. There was a restaurant that we used to go to quite often in Dallas And for kids, instead of, you know, giving them a menu that they could color on, their menu was glued on the inside cover of picture books. And so the kid, they would sit the kids down with a book. And I thought, that is so so fantastic. Yeah, it's such a cute idea. And again, it, you know, it gives the kids something to do rather than the coloring sheet that only lasts for a few seconds. If you're like me and you travel to see kids and so your office is basically your bag, or if you're not in the same school and you're basically borrowing an office to see kiddos, in your bag, have your books. But then when you greet your client, have your book on hand. So And start engaging them in the picture, pointing it out and talking about it. You can even let them hold it as you're walking to wherever you're going to provide therapy. So you can do that. And then if you're in in home therapy, again, greet them at the door and have the book on hand and say, look, look what I brought today. And one, they're going to be really excited because it's probably something that it's not theirs. And so it makes it a little more enticing. So you could also set your tone in your in-home practice as well as if you're going into schools or you're changing schools and you don't have like a specific office. Another idea is you can carry two books and give the students a choice. It lets them feel like they're in charge. So you can show them, 
look at these two books that I brought today. Which one do you want to read today? And then that way they might feel a little bit more in control of the session. If you have kiddos that are expecting games, they love playing shoots and ladders. And so they're always expecting that game. You might want to pick a book that's more interactive. So Don't Wake the Dragon is an option. It has a lot of following directions. And so it allows the kids to move their body as you're reading. And it has really fun pictures. Another idea is using wordless books like chalk, where there's a lot of anticipation and the chalk drawings come to life. And so it's just super exciting. So you can start with those. And even wordless books, even like Goodnight Gorilla, they're less intimidating because there aren't words on the page or as many words. And so they can help you tell the story as they're looking at the pictures. So you can get them involved in that way. Plus, wordless books are great for using with multiple age groups. So that's a great first kind of book to start engaging your students with literacy-based speech therapy. Um, Picking books that you're familiar with. Don't pick a book that you've never read before. Yes. Your therapy session should not be the first time. No, it should not be the first time. So, and, And maybe even consider doing a shorter book or a predictable, rhythmical book that's really engaging for students in a more natural way the Gruffalo. So books that are repetitive. So make sure, yes, don't let this be the first time you've you've seen the book. Another idea is if you have older students, you can have them help you lesson plan. And we talked about this a few episodes back when we were talking about how to engage older students with literacy-based speech therapy. But you can have them participate in making a lesson plan for your younger students. And then this is maybe not the most ideal idea, but another idea is you could invite your students to bring a book from their house and they could bring it either from their house or their classroom and bring it to your session. And if they do that and you're not as familiar with it, don't stress. We do this all the time when we show up to a house. We don't know what toys necessarily to expect. If you show up to a new school or you get pushed into a new room, you kind of just have to think outside of the box. And you can do that with books too. Look at the pictures. You can talk about the main characters. You can still, you know their goals and you know your students. And so you can still engage your students with these picture books even if you're not as familiar. But if you're not comfortable with thinking outside the box, that kind of freaks you out, then don't ask them to do that. But that's just another idea. Or, you know, an idea to that would be say, oh, thanks for bringing this. Let me keep it for a day or two and we'll do it the next section. And that gives you a a couple of days to read through it yourself and get some ideas of how you can use the book therapeutically. You know, so... I hope that this episode gives people some fresh ideas on building your book collection in an inexpensive or free way and just gives you a feeling to be more confident, like transitioning to use more books in your therapy sessions. On our next episode, we're going to chat about our favorite back to school picture books. So you're not going to want to miss that because we have a great list and you'll be able to use our free download on that episode as well. Don't forget also about our free book search on our website, sweetsouthernspeech.com, where you can get all of the relevant speech and language concepts for over 700 picture books. Thank you so much. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.